You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Awesome. So, so good to be with you today. I'd love to extend my very warm welcome to any who are joining us online uh, in this service. Also delighted to have three friends from the amazing One Church, Lester, Susan, Sarah, and Phil, who are good friends of ours um, over in Leicester. It's another Assemblies of God Church, very similar to ourselves. They've got their first ever Vision Sunday next Sunday, and they've come just to see how we do what we do. And uh, God is doing uh, an incredible work in their house at the moment. We're so excited for what God's doing. So we're cheering you on, and uh, absolutely want to. Can we welcome our friends from, from Leicester here today? Well, if you're new among us, a warm welcome uh, to you as well. What an incredible day for you to arrive here in the house. We said a few weeks ago that Vision Sunday here at CLM is not a grand reveal for what we're going to do in the next 12 months. We've come to believe in our own lives and also corporately, God doesn't work in calendar years. He works in times and seasons. And we're trying to perceive what the Lord is doing and we sense that God is leading us into a fresh season at this time. And so we've been speaking into that, a season of maturity and multiplication. And we believe that God is doing something amazing among us, that we're, we are going to see, many of you already seen increased influence in your lives. We believe we're going to see that more and more through the house, through individuals in different spheres of society. We believe the Lord is, is stretching us missionally, that our reach would be even to the nations, and also that He is looking to multiply us that we would move into different towns and cities in the years ahead. And we're just trying to keep in step with the Lord. And even since we spoke that out three weeks ago, we just have a, a sense the Lord is breathing on this word multiplication. Last week when Pastor Don was here, what an incredible word and, and an anointing that he brought here and somehow emphasizing multiplication. I'm believing for multiplication, not just of sights, but of souls. And of miracles and of anointing and ministries and disciples, that your lives would multiply and know the blessing of God 30, 60, 100 fold. And today we have an opportunity to respond and to bring a, an outright gift or to make a pledge for the coming 12 months in response as we sow into what God is doing this season of maturity and multiplication. We've been inviting you to pray with an open heart. Lord, what do you want us to do? And that is all we are asking you to do, that each one of us would respond, have the courage and faith to step out and obey. Not equal amounts, not even equal sacrifice, but equal obedience. You know, and I'm so aware that, that for some of us, like somebody's 10 pounds is someone else's 10,000 pounds. And we're so aware of that, but I know God does something amazing when we respond and say, Yes to him. So I don't think today like my contribution doesn't matter. You might have come today to the house and you feel like I literally have no seed. I can remember I was doing an internship with a church after university and uh, there was an offering. There wasn't the opportunity to pledge, but I felt the Lord say to me, I want you to give a hundred pounds. And I, I mean, I did not have a hundred pounds. I mean, I, to say it was a frugal year would be understatement of the year. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, you know, I don't have a hundred pounds. I said, but if you give me a hundred pounds, I will gladly give it. 
to you. And literally the next day, I got, now I didn't say that to anybody. And the next, only the Lord. And the next day, I got an anonymous gift of 100 pounds. I want to say the Lord can provide seed for the sower. And something happens in our hearts when we respond to him. If you've come today and you're, you're here right now thinking, I don't know what to do. I pray, my prayer has been that by the end of this message, you'll have a sense in your heart. Very rarely do we hear an audible voice from heaven, but sometimes an internal imprint, something within us where we just have a sense it's the Lord, and that is what we are encouraging to, uh, for you to respond to. We're extremely aware we are in turbulent times politically and economically, but the God we serve does not change. He remains able. This is why he's the best person to ask, because he knows what you've got, and he knows what you're going to have, and he knows what you need, and he knows what you're going to need, and he knows that his arm is not too short to help you, but something happens when we step out in faith. If you've got a Bible, why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 5, and we're going to read the opening 11 verses. This is the story of Peter's calling and the miraculous catch of fish. Uh, The Bible begins by saying, one day, can we say one day? There are one days in the kingdom of God where he speaks and everything changes. And this is a one day, certainly for Simon Peter. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore Then he sat down and taught the people from the boats. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they'd taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. What a life-changing interaction the, the story centers on the person of Simon. If you're new to the Bible, you read Simon. But Jesus renamed Simon Peter. Uh, the, the, the word Cephas, which means rock. He says, I see something in you. I'm going to build something in you. So if I use the, the word Peter and, and you read Simon, it's the same person. Sometimes he's called Simon Peter, as it appears once in this story. And what an incredible day it was in his life. Simon had already encountered Jesus, in fact, just a few verses earlier, we see that Jesus was at Simon's house and people came who were sick and who had people that they knew that were sick and they brought them and the Bible says that Jesus healed there and the clear inference that it was in Simon's house and Simon was present. He was observing Jesus. He'd come to see Jesus at work, but today he goes from being an observer to being a participant. God speaks to us Uh, Most times because he wants us involved. He wants us to have our own journey. I'm sure most of us remember being in the classroom at school. Many of you are are still in the classroom at school many days 
of the week. And, um, and sometimes what can happen is you know, a teacher will throw out a question to the class at large. And if you don't want to answer, you maybe put your head down and some people are kind of looking up. But sometimes they will speak and pick on someone. I can remember you know, a teacher saying, does anybody know why the ice cap is melting? And like no one answers. They go, Martin. And you suddenly have a panic attack. It's like, what, what was the question? Is anything sensible going to come out of my mouth? And here, Jesus draws Simon into what he's about to do because he wants to do something in him. And leading up to today, I know the Lord has been speaking to lots of us. And he wants to do something not just through us, but in us. And Peter makes this beautiful response. He says, I'll do it because you say so. Can we all say because you say so? like us to notice three things about Peter's response. Firstly, his response was an expression of faith and obedience. At first, Jesus is teaching, and it's getting crowded, and, and he gets into a boat. says there's two boats, and he gets into a boat, and it happens to be Simon's. Well, I don't think it happens to be Simon's. I think Jesus knows exactly what he's doing, because actually, this is a day when he's coming after Simon Peter. And, and he says, oh, can you just put me out a little bit so I've got a better, a better vantage point to address the crowd? And you know, it's fairly straightforward. They've been out all night trying to fish. They've caught nothing, come back. They're cleaning the nets. It's like, oh, okay, no problem. Puts him out a little bit, and Jesus teaches. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a sense of respect. There's a sense of duty. You know, anybody would do that. It's not a big deal. But then Jesus finishes teaching, and, and instead of saying, thanks, Simon, that was really helpful, he says, hey, I, I want you to do something else now. I, I want you to go right into the middle of the lake and put your nets down because uh, we're going to get some fish. Now, Peter knows that this isn't the time to do this. You don't go fishing in the day in Israel. Uh, it's, it's too bright. It's too hot. You know, the fish aren't stupid. They can see the net. And, like, and, and anybody knows. You know, I've heard it said, like, you know, people kind of say Jesus was a carpenter. He was a rabbi. He didn't know about fishing. But, but I'm like, hang on a minute. This is the guy who knew that the woman at the well had had five husbands. This is the guy who saw Nathaniel under the tree before they'd met and said, there's no guile in you. I think Jesus knows exactly what he's doing at this moment. And, but it seems a little bit unreasonable. The first ask is fine, but the second challenges Peter. But Peter responds because you say so. It's a response of obedience, but it's also a response of faith. He said, I'm, I'm going to trust you. It makes no sense. I, I don't know whether he had faith for fish, but he had faith to say, I've, I've seen you heal the sick. I'm going to do it because it's you. I'm going to trust you because it's you. Whenever we respond with faith and obedience, we, we open our lives for God to work in us and take us further. For 34 years now, I have been trying to say yes to Jesus. And many times it's been okay. It's a, bit like, a little bit like just put out into the shallows, but sometimes it's felt like I want you to go out into the deep. I remember coming to the end of my degree at university. I'd studied law because I wanted to be a hotshot lawyer and work in the city and earn megabucks. And the Lord called me out into ministry. And I can remember the wrestle and the challenge, but I said yes to Jesus because I knew it was Jesus. I, a few years later, things changed and I ended up getting a marketplace job and I worked for a blue chip company and it, it was going incredibly well. I got promoted five times in four years and I was earning good money and I was actually loving it. And the Lord called me out a second time into ministry and I, I didn't really want to do it. But because he said so, I did it. There are times when the Lord will bring us into a place of discomfort. But here's what I've come to learn that my destiny is connected to my decision. That when I say yes, something happens in me. There's a yielding in my heart. 
it leads me forward into the things of God. And I'm sure a couple of years later when Peter's there on the Mount of Transfiguration and Jesus is glorified in his midst, I, I bet he was glad he put out into deep water. When he's there in the room with, uh, just with James and John and the little girl's parents and she's dead and Jesus says, Talitha Koum, little girl, get up. Then uh, I, I bet he was glad he literally pushed the boat out. And something happens when we say yes. I want you to know this today. If the Lord speaks to you to respond in some way, then know this, it's more than the money. If you respond with faith and obedience, it, it puts you on the path for what God wants to do in you and through you. Our, our yes always does that. Secondly, his response brought forth the miraculous. So they put out into the deep. It's the same water that has yielded no results like all through the night. And then suddenly, because the creator of the fish says nets, I, I kind of have this picture, like the, the fish, oh, 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 I want to get there, I want to get there. They're like trying to, trying, that's my fish swimming quickly impression, trying to, trying to get, like they're all like, I want to get into the nets. My Bible doesn't say that, but, but they're so full. They literally can't pull the nets out of the water and they signal to their partners and they come and they start getting the, uh, you're not getting that on camera, um, the, the fish thing. Um, I think, you know, there's this, they'll be after it second service. I won't do it. Um, the, the fish are filling the nets. One of the strange jobs I did when I was a student is uh, I, I, I appeared in police identity parades. You know when, someone is, uh, when someone's arrested and they're accused, you need a positive identification. Well, you need eight civilians to make the lineup of nine. And what used to happen in our hall of residence is the police would put up a poster and say, Tuesday afternoon, 2 p.m., um, like white males, five foot ten. But what would actually happen is the police van would arrive, they'd open the doors, and the first 25 of us who could get in went, and we got 10 quid cash in hand. And normally there was about 60 or 70 of us, and it was a race to get into the van. And then they'd close the door and screech off to the station, and then you might appear in the line. People said to me, what if you'd got picked out? I never thought about it. Um, <laughs> I just got my cash. It was the easiest money I could get. I think the fish were like that. They just want to get into the nets. I digress. That's irrelevant. But it's crazy. And Peter knew it was a miracle. You know, when we say yes, we make ourselves miracle ready. Over the last six years, along with many of you, Esther and myself, each year we've come and we've said, Lord, what do you want us to do? We've always wanted to lead by example. I want to share what we're doing. It doesn't feel appropriate, but... but as God is our witness, we never want anyone's faith to outdo ours. And we've come and we've stood here. And along with you, we've seen the Lord's help and favor and grace. We make ourselves miracle ready. And we have stories to tell. And so does our family. When we respond to his uncomfortable ask, we make room for his miraculous intervention. Ten years ago, when we responded to the call to come here to Coventry, we didn't know if it would work out. But we said yes, because you say so. And we've been part of a work of God. We've been part of a move of God. It's been incredible. We've seen amazing things. I'm convinced as a house, as we say yes today, we open the door to the miraculous. And thirdly, his response was the gateway to harvest. You know, the, the fish thing was amazing. But you know what really gets me is it's not the main event. It's actually not... The main event, the main event is what's happening between Jesus and Peter. And he says to him, ah, from now on, I'll make you fish, a fisher of men. 
He's calling him. And it's a gateway to harvest. It's a gateway to harvest in his own life, and it's a gateway to harvest through his life. Jesus was on with something bigger. He usually is. And he's calling Peter, and Peter says, leave me, I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy. You don't know me. You've got the wrong guy. And Jesus says, ah, I got the right guy. I'm going to do something with your life that you've never dared to believe. I wonder at the day of Pentecost when he stands up and he preaches and 3,000 respond to the message and the church is born. When he crawls into bed that night, amazed at what God has done that day. I wonder if he thought back to that moment in the boat where he said yes to Jesus. And Jesus says, I've got a plan for your life. It's the gateway to harvest in his life. As we heard last week, when our soil is soft and open, it can bring forth a harvest 30, 60, 100 fold. Somebody once says, put your trust in Jesus. He can do more with your life than you can. And this was certainly the case in Peter's life. Joe, why don't you come and help me? Here, collectively, as well as individually, I believe our yes, it opens the door to a harvest of fruitfulness in our lives, but also collectively, I believe it is the gateway to harvest. Our response here today, we're, we're sowing into a season of multiplication. If you've read the booklet, we've, we've tried to be open as to where we see the, this year's offering being deployed. And I, I, you have my word as, as directors and elders, as leaders, we'll be transparent and accountable with every penny that is given. That's our, that's our responsibility before you and also before the Lord. But really, big picture, we're giving into a harvest. We're sowing for multiplication as we extend our missional reach here in Coventry and overseas as we prepare to plant into other towns and cities. We say, God, here we are. Let us respond as you're asking us to respond. Let it be a gateway for harvest. Church, this really is between you and the Lord. Now, Esther and myself, we... We won't see, we don't know who gives or pledges what. Only the finance team, Matt, Gary, and Shio, because they have to manage and account for it. I want to say again, it's not about the amount, but when we say yes, something happens. Let our response be, but because you say so. But before I finish, I want to remind us of one more thing. This is really important because Jesus didn't send Peter out into the deep while he stayed on the shore. Jesus is in the boat. I want to tell you, as you step out of the boat today, many of you will, will step out and respond. And in your mind, something is going, you're saying something, but in your spirit and your heart, you're saying yes. I want you to know that Jesus is with you. He's right there in the boat. For some of us, we'll pledge today, but I want to say, don't panic tomorrow. He's with you. Never question in the dark what you saw or heard in the light. Never question out of his presence what you know you heard in his presence. And he wants to walk this with us over the coming months. The key is to keep him involved, to keep praying it through. Because this is part of our growth and our maturity. It's really so much more than the money. God does something in us and through us. On these days, we've seen it as part of our maturity. It's part of our growing. It's part of our our faith development as a people. And he's with us and he's with you. We'll seek to do better as a leadership in the coming 12 months of just coming back to this periodically, consistently. What's the Lord doing? I'm praying into it, helping us keep journeying. But I believe 
we'll see miracles through our hands for his glory. I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite you just to take a moment here in the presence of the Lord with an open heart. Just to ask, Lord, are you speaking to me? I pray, Lord, let faith be in our hearts. Let us respond as Peter responded and say, Lord, because you say so. I pray, Lord, there be no sense of coercion, no hint of manipulation, but an openness in our hearts to say, Lord, here I am. I trust you. 